I, I want to say in a big way, just thank you, mom. And, and you say, what do you mean by that? Literally in the passage that we're studying today, from that perspective of saying, thank you, mom. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 31. And this is pretty familiar when we think about the virtuous woman and, and this king uh, writing about his mom, and we'll explain some of this. But I, I know for a fact that one of the greatest blessings that we have in our life is being a parent. I remember when Jenny first told me uh, that she was pregnant and that we were going to have Jordan and the excitement. I remember going to the doctor and hearing the heartbeat for the first time. I, I remember going back to the doctor and doing the ultrasound. You know, that's a big deal. You're so excited. You're hoping that you can figure out the gender of the baby and that, that big spo- special moment. I remember the pictures and having no idea what I was looking at. And it just looked like a bunch of squiggly lines and blobs on the screen. But the doctor explained it. They printed off the pictures. It still didn't help me. I still didn't know what we were looking at. But we showed them off anyways. We showed off our baby blob. And it was a a joy and a blessing to be excited. Going to the hospital, having the baby, that miracle, that excitement. And then you bring them home and you're like, now what? Everything about them depends on you. From, from their, their health to their schedules to their character and everything just leans on you and what's right and what's wrong. And this is constant as a mom and as a parent, as a dad, as a caregiver like that. You don't just check out, just say, hey, I'm not mom today. And everybody wants a break. And some of you have been overtime with this because the kids are home and you're playing school teacher and caregiver and coach and everything because everything's been canceled and they're in your life right, the, right now in this way. And so we, I, I just want to be real with this because the thing that happens with a parent, and I know because I'm a parent and, and me and Jenny could testify, is you, you raise them and you're, you're doing right and doing right and putting all these steps in there because you want them to turn out right. And then you find out that your kid got in trouble in the nursery for biting another kid. Or you found out that they shoved a kid because they wanted a toy. And you step back going, man, my kid wouldn't do that. Then you're thinking, why did my kid do that? It's like they, they, don't, they didn't learn that at home. Did I fail? Did I mess up? And as time goes on and you see these things that might not be right, even though you're trying to do all the right things and you're, you're seeing that they're struggling in school, they, they, they created a bad habit in their life or they got off track or they got in trouble or whatever it might be. And you're thinking, am I just not good at this? Some of you moms might be thinking that right now as you're taking care of your kids and you've blown up and you've gotten mad at them or you've said things that you regret or, or you, you, you've thrown something. Just being honest, we can be real. You've, you've lost your temper. You've hid in the closet. You've, you've run away. You've wanted to run away. Whatever it might be. And we're just sitting there thinking, I'm not, I'm not that great at this. And maybe there's some characteristics that these other moms that have that I don't have them and it's just not in me. And you're just thinking that I'm not like the other parents. And you cook, you clean, you organize, you read to them at night, you pray with them, you bring them to church, you do all these things. And you're thinking they just should not have these issues. Have I failed? Are things just going to get worse? And it's just discouragement. And I know a lot of moms, they just live with discouragement, thinking, man, what am I doing wrong or what should I be doing? It's just a fact of life. And let me just say this to every mom and every dad and every caregiver, that you're going to feel a lot of times like a failure. Like I just can't cut it, like I'm not good enough. I want to encourage you 
by looking at a mom in the Bible through the eyes of her son. And in Proverbs 31, we, we hear the perspective that he's writing about his mom and a mom that looks back on his life. Because sometimes moms don't get the honor they deserve in the, in the upbringing of their children. You know, you know what I'm saying? You wish that that child would wake you up in the middle of the night because you hear them vomiting and just being real. You run down there and you're thinking, oh my goodness, and they never can make it. They, they have to throw up on the carpet. I don't know. Something inside of them says, don't make it to the, you know, the, the linoleum. It'd be better to throw up right here on the sheets. And then you're cleaning that up and you're tired and you're exhausted. And, you know, the child doesn't crawl out of bed and say, thank you, mother, for caring for me and, and going above and beyond the call of duty and sacrificing your sleep to, to, to invest in me. They don't do that. They don't thank you after they shove Cheerios up their nose and after they rip their diaper off when they're in the crib and, and paint artwork on the wall. With, you know what I mean? And it's just like you don't feel appreciated and you don't see the value of what you've done of all the other good. What stands out in your mind is the mistakes and the errors of their ways and the things that just don't add up. The, I, the author here is looking back. And I think that's some of you are there and some uh, maybe the, the kids that are listening, you need to look back because you don't see what's going on in this life, but you reach a time just like I did in my life where I look back and all of a sudden I could value, I could put value on what my mom and what my dad did because now that I'm after it, I could look back and I could see the sacrifice and what they did for me. And by the end of this book of this this author that he's writing in this and and he's he's sharing this, this testimony about his mom and the book of um, Proverbs was written by Solomon. It was just written about wisdom and life and how to handle life. And he ends this book of great wisdom about his mom. Stop and think about that. Like, man, this is right and this is good and this is wise and this will get you on the right track. And he says, but let me, let me crown this book of Proverbs, this book of wisdom by telling you about my mom. And I think, why is, did he do that? It could be just simple that he was looking back saying, I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for that woman. And I can imagine his mom in that moment sitting back and going, what, me? Wait, wait, wait a minute. You, you just strive to be harder. You did this or you did that. That's all you. And he says back and says, no, mom, you don't understand that I can look back on my life and know that the character and the integrity and the life and the wisdom and everything that I have came because of the investment that you put into me. And, and you say, who is this? Proverbs 31, verse 1, in the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy of his mother taught him. That this, this, this king in this passage has this name, and, and, and it's, people said, is it Solomon? And people have debated, and, and because they, it's not used the name Solomon, but if it was Solomon, most people think that it was, because why would they shift authors at the very end of this book? It, it's this, this king, and he referenced himself as this king, that, this name that means belonging to God. And I thought maybe it was just simply that he references the name that his mother gave him. Because it even says in that next verse, verse 2, it says, What, my son, what? The son of my womb, and what? The son of my vows. I, I can imagine when, when she had that child, and she's holding him, and she sat there and literally says, this baby belongs to you, God. I, I, I can't do this. I don't have the ability. I don't have the wisdom. I don't have the strength or the patience. 
So God, I take this child and it's, it's your child. So when Solomon, maybe that nickname that he had of your, your God's child, maybe he just said, hey, I'm not going to even say Solomon. I'm just going to say I'm the, I'm, I'm the child that my mom gave to God. And he references at the beginning of this. And a lot of times we have nicknames. I'm not going to tell you the nickname that my mom gave me growing up. Um, Pastor Dave's nickname when he was a, a child, it was Baby Davy. So if you want to call him that, uh, he loves that stuff. So mom will confer that that was his name. It was Baby Davy. Mine was way cooler than that, but that's not the point right now. And, uh, but he, he writes later and he says, and he starts talking about this woman. And in verse 10, he says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. And you talk about somebody that had so much in his life. And he referenced and he says, let me ask you a question. Who in this world, out of all the belongings and the treasures and the home, and today we could sit there and say, out of, out of the Nike shoes that you could have bought, the name brand clothes, and all the things that you could have done and bought, and having the best minivan and the best vacations and all this, he said, all the valuable things in life. And Solomon, who we know had valuable things in life, looked back and said, let me tell you, one of the greatest blessings that I ever had in my life my mom. One of the greatest joys, one of the greatest pleasures that God gave me, her price, her value is far above rubies. You say, my kids do not look at me like that. My kids don't sit there and say, hey mom, you're so valuable. And I know because maybe they're not at the point to being able to look back and see the investment and what all has done. But it's, it's this virtuous uh, woman literally means a woman of strength, a woman of efficiency, a woman of ability. It's referring to her character. He's referring to what he grew up having in his life, the things that shaped him. So I'm hoping two things, and I want to make this simple, and I just want to share my heart with, uh, about moms today. Maybe I pray this encourages you as a mom to know that you are doing great and that God is using the little things to be a big blessing. And maybe it's just a challenge for some of you that say, man, I'm not living up to this, but I pray that God allows his strength to shine through me as I'm a mom. But let me put this out there. Virtuous does not mean perfect. And I think some of you need to hear that. Virtuous woman does not mean perfect woman because a lot of times when we compare ourselves to everybody else and we live in the selfie generation, the Instagram generation, where we only allow people to see what we want them to see. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a matter of, I, I, I'm only going to post and I'm going to tweak it and, and put a filter on it and add bunny ears and all the other funny stuff that we do on Instagram to, to put out an image. But behind the scenes, there was so much altering to give the perspective of what, they, what we wanted them to see in us. And I think sometimes we do that as parents, that we put up an image that we want everybody to see. In reality, behind the scenes, we're comparing ourselves saying, I just wish I was as good as so-and-so. I wish I was as great of a mom as that. But let me tell you, we all have shortcomings. We all mess up and none of us are perfect. But God's not calling us to perfection. God's calling virtue. And Solomon was saying in this passage, he said, the greatest blessing I had was the character, the integrity, the strength that I witnessed of my mom. It says in verse 11, and I want to just say thank you to moms. I want to say thank you to my wife. I want to say thank you to my mother-in-law. I want to say thank you to my mom. I, I, I want to just be like this king. I want to be like Solomon, the one that was dedicated to God. I just want to look back and say, 
I see that or I notice that and I say thank you. And that's what Solomon was doing in this. Said in verse 11, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her so, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. That, that word safely or that phrase safely trust in her literally means to trust, to be careless about, to, to have hope or to put confidence or to observe honesty. And you think of what he was saying. He says, thank you, mom. And I'll, I'll just put it like this. This is what the king was saying. Thank you, mom, for being real. He said, well, well, wait a minute. I thought we were talking about these moms that have it all together. No, what he's literally saying is, me as a family, we could look at my mom and just say, hey, she's the real deal. There, there's honesty. There's trustworthiness. There, there's her heart of her husband, the heart of the kids. You think about that. You could put up a facade all day long, but your kids behind the scenes, your kids behind closed doors, they see the real you. They, they see who you truly are. And you, you can clean up your language in front of people, but when you get mad in front of your kids and you say things, don't do what I, and we, we, we are so hypocritical with that. He was literally saying, again, I, I look at this as not perfection, but a, but a husband that does not have to second guess his wife and children that know that their mom is the real deal. He's saying this, that their children and their spouse and the family, and their hearts are safe within the measures of who this woman is. Remember when I was a teenager, I, I worked after school. I worked at a grocery store uh, called Winn Dixie. It's a southern store. Uh, it was redneck, I know. But I worked at Winn Dixie. And eventually, during the summer hours, they started offering more, or, more hours. And, and I'm sure probably some of it wasn't legit. And they said that they would uh, pay me as, as long as I'm willing to finish these things. And I, I would work hard and do that. I remember this was before cell phones and all that other stuff. And I remember uh, th- them saying, hey, if you can get all this done, we'll give you all the hours that you want to work. So I called my mom that afternoon or later, and I said, mom, they're going to let me work late tonight. Do you care? And I'll be home late. I just wanted you to know. And she said, that's fine. Just be careful. Well, I didn't get home till like one o'clock in the morning. I lost track of time. I was determined. I didn't have cell phone, all that other stuff. And I just remember walking through the door and my mom standing right there and her looking at me saying, where were you. I said, mom, what are you talking about? I was at work. And she says, don't, don't tell me that. It's one o'clock in the morning and you're a teenager. And, others. And, I, and I remember her being worked up. And honestly, she was just worried about me for the fact that she could not call me. The store was closed. I was working with, with stocking and all this other stuff. And I remember being so angry and so aggravated with my mom that I said, but it was just miscommunication. I, I remember later, like the next day, my mom coming up to me and saying, hey, you've, you've never lied to me like this. You've never done anything. I'm sorry for being upset. I was just worried to death. Will you forgive me? And I remember in my mom's mind, she probably viewed that as a time of her messing up. But for me, I just love the fact that my mom was real. And the, and the fact that my heart could safely rest in my mom, knowing that she had my best intentions, and then the fact that she was honest, and the fact that she cared, and the fact that in that moment, my mom humbled herself enough to say that I'm sorry. Not soon after that, I remember another time that it, the role was reversed, and I messed up, and I got mad at my mom. I remember getting under conviction. I remember knocking on her door and going to her and saying, Mom, I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And, and, and the reason why I say that is because what happens is the little things that you look as a failure, 
the little things that you think doesn't even matter, adds up in such a way that your kids look back and say, thank God I had a mom that was real. She didn't put on an act. I didn't have an Instagram mom. I had the real deal. And from that, I learned from her the true value of life, the true value of honesty, and the true fact that I could trust her because she was real with me. Think, think about what he was saying. He said, I'm just thankful that I had a mom that I could trust. I'm thankful that she was real. I think that she, that she was authentic. And you say, I don't know if I'm doing a good job right now. Let, trust me. Let me tell you, moms, just be real. Own up to your mistakes. Be real with your kids. Be honest with them. And he, I'll t- promise you, they'll remember that way more than the $200 pair of shoes that you sacrificed to give them. It says in verse 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly, willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth forth food from afar. She rises also wide as yet net and night and giveth meat to her household and the portion of her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. And with the fruit of her hand, she planted the vineyard. And we look at this and say, oh my goodness, this woman was superwoman. This, this woman was incredible. I mean, she's rising up in the middle of the night. She's bringing in food from afar. And you do all this and you're just saying, I could never be this woman. The more you look at this, he's viewing his mom through all those years. He's looking back and he says, wow, she fed us. And she went out of her way and she cooked and she was creative. And I I, I think during this quarantine time, uh, uh, God's done a lot of good. And one of the things that I've seen is, is, is my, my wife going way out of her way to cook these incredible meals. And I, I, I look forward to it. We're not going out to restaurants, but I almost look more forward to being able to sit down to what my wife is doing, to, to put effort into it. And my kids are growing up in a home where my wife consistently makes meals for them and takes care of them, makes sure that they're healthy, looks after them. And you say, what is, what is he saying by this? Saying making meals and getting up early and taking care of them and buying groceries and working hard. And of course, their culture is not the same as our culture. But, but the reality of it is the same thing as he's saying, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being there, being there, being there, being there, being there for me. Thank you for giving me a home that I always knew that I'd have food. Thank you for giving me a home that I always knew that you'd be there. Thank you for giving me a home that I always knew that there would be love. And he was just bragging on his mom. He, he's, Solomon is just writing this. And sometimes I think with moms, they get up and they wash clothes and they, they make dinner and they pick up the kids and they clean the house and they think it didn't matter. And honestly, in some aspects of it, your kids are not going to make, make sense of it. They're, they're not going to acknowledge it. But one day they'll look back and say, wow, my mom was consistent and she was faithful. And Solomon reiterates this through their, their way of them saying this, that the faithfulness. And sometimes I think moms say this out of frustration. I get up and do the same thing every single day. I pick up and sweep and clean and do it over and over and over again. And who cares and who notices? But let me tell you this, one day, looking back and saying, my mom was faithful. Faithful with the things of church, thankful with the things of God, and thankful in a home that I had a consistency. He says, verse 17, she girdeth up her loins with strength and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth the merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out at night, talking about the labor. She layeth her hand to the spindle and her hands to hold the distaff. And he's saying this, and he says, thank you for the strength and the sacrifice. This is, this is what is, you think about what he's saying. It's amazing what moms are able to do. 
how their jobs are never done, how they never clock out. And strength is not perfection. Let me tell you, mom, strength is not perfection. But he literally says, I saw my mom take her strength and apply it to my life, to cooking, to cleaning, to helping, to school, to driving me, to, 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 to work the extra hours or pick up extra time to make sure that I had my birthday party and the shoes that I need and the strength that was there, work and sacrifice. You think about all these things, and I, I, I've thought about my own life. And, and I, I shared this kind of in the story that we did early in the testimonies of one of the greatest things that I remember that I had is the education, the Christian education, that my mom put me on this track to, to follow God and to have the things of God. I don't know if she just knew that I'd end up in ministry one day, but she just had that burden from God to keep me on that path. And I remember she, she saying, I just feel like God wants you guys to be in, in school. And I, I just feel like this is what, and she never had the money. And it was so hard for her. And I remember coming to the point where they were saying that, that, that the school bill has to be paid and we don't know what to do and we want to help you. And my mom said, if you'll let me, I'll clean all the toilets of the church and I'll sweep and mop and I'll stay late and I'll do all these things because of that. She probably at that thought, I'm, I'm failing because I can't provide what my kids need. I look back that now and see the strength that she had. And it says her hand to the spindle, but in the, in the reality, it was just hand to the work. She used what she had, the ability and the strength that she had, maybe going to bed tired and waking up tired and going at it every single day to sacrifice, to give that to others. Let me just say, that's what God did for us. God gave of his strength and God gave of his ability to pour on us because he loved us. And you say, nobody notices. But let me say, your labor's not in vain. See, it's this, the strength you display might not be noticed but it is experienced. And the experience that they have, they'll never forget. Here, here's the fourth thing. I say, thank you for the lessons you've taught me. And he says in verse 26, she openeth her mouth with, with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness. Everything we've talked about from the work to the ethics, to the honesty, to the transparency, to all these things, it's a lesson. But he says this, he says, my mom opens her mouth and out comes wisdom. Let me say, wisdom doesn't come from your knowledge. Because we sit there and say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I've read this, or I've studied this, or I Googled this, I don't know. But the Bible says, if any man lacked wisdom, let him ask of God. I remember when I was younger, hearing my mom pray number of times, and she would pray for us, and she would pray for God's leading. She'd pray, saying things like, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, and, and yet she'd wake up, and she was leading us. I don't even think she realized how she was leading us, and, and she, she was just praying, asking God, saying, God, I want my kids to love you, and I want them to serve you. See, my mom was never an upfront person, but she was always teaching us behind the scenes. She loved to teach the Word of God, and I remember when we were kids, she, she had this burden. She thought, man, I could probably connect to these kids better if, I, if we did something fun. And she, she looked into buying puppets and she didn't have the money to buy them. She just thought, I'm a seamstress. I'll just make puppets. And I remember my mom sitting at this sewing machine and she putting these pieces together and the inside of the mouth was actually vinyl siding that she had from my dad. And my dad did vinyl siding. She'd cut the plastic out and she'd get the wiggle eyes and she'd put the clothes and all this other stuff. And she was, she was using that of the skill of her hands and the strength of her hands and the wisdom that God gave her to board. And she's probably sitting there thinking, I just want to teach some kids a lesson. I just want them to know God. 
And I remember how it says in verse 10, she opens her mouth with wisdom. She's opened her mouth and allowing God to speak through her. And I remember my mom saying, hey, we can figure this out. We can make the best of this. We, we can learn as we do this. And in, as she did this puppet ministry, I remember her pulling us into this puppet ministry and following the burden of my mom and following this vision that she had. And I remember going to a puppet convention we would, we would sell my mom's puppets because she grew and she got better and better at that. And, and she started selling and helping other ministries to be able to afford puppets for themselves. I remember us taking classes and doing things. I remember from that, she started a vacation Bible school. And, and we, it was cool because we would go outside and play these games and we'd go inside and play cool games and we'd teach the Bible through puppets and we would build these stages out of PVC pipe and we'd put the puppets up there and we'd tell the stories of that. And me and my brothers and sisters, we'd all be puppeteers and we're doing all this stuff. And all the time, we didn't even realize that we were learning from the wisdom and my mom, the example of my mom and my dad too that at the time that was helping with this. My mom was involved in our Wednesday night kids program. She said, I want programs that my kids learn the word of God and they can follow after these things and hide God's word in their heart. And all of these things, I had no idea that my mom was passing on this wisdom and teaching us because I wasn't sitting there going, mom, today, that was a very good lesson. Thank you for that. I, I mean, we, we, didn't, we didn't know we were in school. We didn't know we were being passed on. And, and let me be honest, my mom didn't know either. I remember... The summer that I came home and I was convicted because I went off to college to be in computer science and God got a hold of my heart. I remember going up to my mom and I told my mom, I said, I think God wants me in full-time ministry. And I remember being in my bedroom right next to my closet. And mom turned to me and she says to me, she says, I've been waiting for you to stop fighting God. And I remember mom hugging me and, and just, it was that confirmation that God was working through her to say, yes, you're on the right path. You're doing the right thing. I, I, I remember that confirmation that God did through the wisdom of my mom. And he, we went off to college. I married Jenny. We moved to Columbus, Ohio and all these things. And all that, that whole history that I had, I, I had no idea the lessons that I learned. I had no idea all the things that God had done through that. I, I didn't know. See, and, and a lot of times it's the little things that you're doing consistently and faithfully and honestly it's, it's the things that you put your strength to every single day and you're thinking, well, I mess up today and the kids mess up the house today and we went to bed with dirty dishes and uh, all these others. You're just thinking, I just failed. And you're not understanding the character that's being displayed by you being this woman of integrity. I remember coming here on campus and one of the leaders that did junior church came up to me and said, Liudso, I know that name. I've heard that before. I mean, I don't, I don't know where I heard that. I just, I've heard your name before. I, I was like, well, it's a rare name. Probably haven't heard or whatever. And I remember our church having, at Fellowship Baptist Church, had a puppet ministry. And I remember I'm, I'm married. I've got kids, or a son now. I'm, I'm, I'm out of college and everything. And I'm so far removed from those childhood years that I had. And I remember that church leader walking in with a puppet. And he had a piece of paper and he said, is your mom Kathy Liuzzo? And I said, yes, it is. And he said, your mom made all the puppets that we use in our puppet ministry here at this church. Here, all the way from Alabama, somehow they found out about my mom. She shipped puppets to a church in Columbus, Ohio. And that church would one day be the church that I would take over and be the lead pastor of and, and still carrying on that legacy. 
And look now at Pastor Dave, that's the assistant pastor that grew up hearing and seeing my mom with the vision to have games outside and teach kids and have puppets. And now Pastor Dave is leading the children's ministry and, and, and taking the puppet skills that he had and sitting there with kids and lifting that up and telling children about Jesus Christ and leading them as his son stands on the other side of the camera recording that, recording his talents and the abilities that he learned from the little things that my mom thought was so insignificant and of value and then it didn't matter. And it all added up to God answering the prayers of that mother saying, this child does not belong to me and I have nothing to give you, but I'm just going to do the little things every single day. I'm going to cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to teach. I'm going to follow God. And I'm just going to be this woman. And I, I, I thought about how God works in mysterious ways like this through the little things. The little things you're doing right now. That one day, this king and one day, even as myself, I look back and I look at my life and I think, wow, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all those things. As my mom looks at it and says, it was nothing. It was not a big deal. I didn't think that it mattered. I had a conversation with my mom uh, actually a week or so ago. And I remember my mom saying, there's so many things. She's just being transparent. I don't even know if she'd mind if I shared this. And she's probably watching right now. But I remember her saying and just say, Tony, there's so many things that I look back now that I wish that I didn't do or I wish I would have done. She started naming those things. I started shaking my head saying, Mom, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't, what, what, do you, what do you mean? What, do you, what, what things? Because I don't remember any of those things, the, the failures or the things that you thought was failures. But I could tell you thousands and thousands of things, the little things, that my mom did that she didn't realize it impacted my life to get me to where I'm at. And the Bible says at the end of this passage that the children praise their mother because they rise up when they realize what they had and what you've done and say thank you. So I take this platform and I say to all of you, thank you. And if you want to look back at the history of this in 2 Samuel 12, 24, the mother was Bathsheba, a mom that messed up, a mom that started off in a mess and, and you think about how could we be talking about somebody that wasn't that great or had horrible beginnings of a bad relationship and an affair and everything that happened to get where she's at because of the God that we serve. That somewhere along the line, Bathsheba must have just said, hey God, I've messed up a lot and I don't have a lot to offer, but if you'll take what I have and use it, I'll use it for the glory of God and take my babies. Use them for your honor and glory. Let me just say this. God is at work right now in the little things. The little things that you do matter, even though sometimes they just drive you crazy and you're thinking they don't add up to anything. And your labor and your efforts are not in vain in the Lord. Thank you, moms, for doing what you do.